Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. This week my host is A.B. Violet. <laughs> How you doing? You alright? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm good. Third episode. We have known each other for five months because I looked earlier. So you've submitted quite a few tracks to us in the past, but I think five months is when we last done our interview. Mm. Remember that? I do remember that. That was... Uh, for Merry Go Round. Yes. Which was my second ever release. Was it really? It was. You've released a lot then since, because that, if that was five months ago, we're looking at what, October, November, maybe? Well, no, that's like seven months. But yeah, probably November time, wasn't it? Because I was still on, I think it was on South End at that point. Yep. I'm just going to move your coffee slightly because I'm worried that's going to go off. Um, yeah. So it was on Saturday sessions. What are you laughing at? Saturday sessions, uh, um, yeah, when I was on South End, which was, yeah, that long ago. Mm hmm. Yeah. I've been busy. Yeah, you have been busy. Yeah. How many tracks have you... So you've released Equinox. Yep. Equinox came out in April, beginning yep. of April. Um, and that takes, I think, up to nine tracks now. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, it said at our event the other day, it yeah. seems like I'm having a bit of an identity crisis. Equinox is a bit more, I don't know, upbeat? Dancier. Dancier. Yeah. Yeah, dancier elements. Which was ironically the name of my first <laughs> elements. Elements, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Which is a bit more somber, a bit more down tempo, a bit more melodic, I suppose. Yeah, but that was nice because that's when I was finding my f- finding my feet as an artist. Um, yeah. So with the writing process for elements, when did that start? So if you bought, when was that EP released? Mm, I actually released them track by track. Oh, okay. So it wasn't one as as one no. piece of work, I suppose. Um, but I think Only Need Me, actually, um, was in July. It was in the summer. Right. Um, and I remember <laughs> I uploaded it to a couple of radio stations. Not yours. I didn't know it existed at that point. I don't think it did. Well, the radio station did. But my show, I think, was in the very early days of like the Saturday sessions, which was like the prequel to Unsigned in July, because that's when I sort of started. Well, I didn't. I didn't know you were there. Otherwise, you would have been first. Obviously. <laughs> um, so I uploaded it to a few radio stations, and it got its first play on the radio. And we were out for one of our friends' birthday parties yeah. in Priory Park in South. Yeah, in South End. Yeah. It was such a good vibe. We'd had a few drinks during the day. My first radio play ever. Oh wow! It, it was amazing, and I didn't expect to be played on the radio at all. I mm. just thought I'd go for it. Um, but I wrote that song months before right so it's a quick turnaround it seems to come together really quickly i suppose when you're in that like inspired state it's quite it it sort of flows yeah i think like most people lockdown was a massive creative inspiration period for me yeah so yeah been busy very very (laughs) busy well you alluded to our event that we had on thursday the 19th of may Mm -hmm. So we had that at 21 in Southend. Um, basically, I'm from Essex. Abby's from Southend in Essex as well. And uh, yeah, a lot of the people that we've had on the show so far have sort of been around the London, Essex sort of area. Uh, but obviously, we're filming at the Island Podcast Radio Studios here. Isn't Radio Podcast Studios, in fact. And um, yeah, so we're all quite central to this location. But on the event we had on Thursday, we had your good self. Yeah. We had good health, good wealth. They were awesome. Who were awesome. Yeah. They were really good. I think watching them as like 
Bruce as a showman and Sire and Sire as well. But like Bruce as a showman, he was very, very good. He went for a walk, didn't he? Do you remember? <laughs> he went for so twenty one's like quite a um what's the it's a small it's a small venue, isn't it? I was gonna use a better word, but it's it's like quite a small venue. And but we literally had like what I've learned from the events, right? I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So I, I, me and Ella, so shout out to my sister Ella. She's our events manager yeah, here at Unsigned. Awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Um, we decided to push the tables back. So we had like, we had the basically the stage and then we had like a dance floor-esque sort of bit mm-hmm. and then the table set back and then there was the bar. So me and Ella thought, right, what we'll do, well, all the tables were pushed right up to where sort of the uh, f- where your monitor would have been on the floor where you were singing, yeah, yeah, where your mic was. It was not far from there, right? So we were like, well, what we'll do? We we'll set all the tables back, and that will hopefully entice people to the front to sort of stand and watch the people perform, watch the bands and the artists perform. So we even set the table. So when you walked into Twenty One. Uh, which is the venue in South End. Thank you for twenty. Thank you to Twenty One and for Haley who organised the event with us. Um, when you walk into Twenty One, we sort of tried to push the tables almost a block the way so you couldn't go and sit at the tables. That you push yourself into that sort of. It wasn't a dance floor, which you, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Just in front of where you guys were performing, hoping that that would mean that people would just go stand there with the drinks and be there. It created the opposite effect. <laughs> Everyone then still went and sat on the tables miles away from where you lot were singing. It was like an amphitheatre. It was. <laughs> and we'd pushed. And I said to Ella after, I was like, oh, we've done the wrong thing there. We should have just left the table, maybe move one or two around. But how, yeah. did, it, how did it feel from your perspective? Um, I, it was okay. And there were some songs that were a bit more upbeat. And especially for uh, Good Health, Good Wealth. Yeah. Um, people did get up. Yeah. And dance. It was, I, it worked fine. Yeah. And like I say, amphitheatre. Mm. was... For under one sun for the last one that they'd done, everyone came to the front uh, yeah. for their last song, which was which was really nice. But yeah, no, I think I'm still learning with this event stuff. I think it's it's trying to re- trying to know what would work best. I think if I was doing another event there, I wouldn't put the tables as far back as we did. I'd have a few more around, but still allow enough space for Bruce to walk around. But like you say, it was small, so you don't want to put too many intimate. Intimate. That's the word I was going for. Yeah, professional way. Yeah, yeah. not small. I think no, it was. I think it worked quite well. I think the event went really well. I was really happy with it. I, I, nothing against the first event we done, but I think the first event brought a lot of stress and anxiety about how successful I felt like it had to be. I was going to say, is that your headspace? Oh, massively. Yeah, massively. I actually said to, um, I said to my dad, like he's uh, he's been in music all like forever since I was a kid, and uh, he's done events all over the world, performs for years and years and years, produces music and all that, right? Helps out a lot with the with That's unsigned. Handy. He is handy. <laughs> You're handy, Dad. Um, but yeah, he helps out a lot with unsigned generally, right? And um, he's helping mix the tracks from the nights, and he's listened to you quite a lot. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's really helpful on the show. But where was I going with this? Musos. <laughs> oh, that's a massive tangent. What were we talking you about? You were talking about the first event compared to this. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I said to my dad, so I'll go off on a massive tangent. Sorry. I, I forgot as well. <laughs> <laughs> just came into my head. So I said, so at the event, right? So we basically, we turned up at the first event at A Canteen in Chelmsford. And um, we turned up and we're getting getting everything together. Uh, the guys are sound checking. And I think we're just waiting for a couple of the more artists to turn up before they do their sound check. Oh, no, the sound guys were setting up. It was just before sound check. And we went and got something to eat. So then I said to him, he goes, you're right. I went, oh, so I'm proper stressed. 
I said, I'm shitting myself. I, huh? I don't know why I laughed at that. Yeah, Never thanks. <laughs> I was really worried about it because I was, I knew how many pre-sales we had from a ticket perspective. So I knew that it was going to be, I knew a, a certain amount of people were going to be there. Not for me, like as in I was worried from a financial standpoint what, what I was going to get through the door, but more a case of I really want this to be the best it can possibly be for the artists. Do you know what I mean? And I had a certain number in my head and I and we didn't hit the number I had in my head. Um, but like the bands on the night were like, look, if we got this amount of people here on a Wednesday, we'd be buzzing. That's so you've done true. like a really good job. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. So when it came to the South End gig, and I knew what the pre-sales were there, which were better than Chelmsford. I was like, <laughs> big yourself up. But I, I was like, it wasn't that. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I feel like, you know, this is a this is a pretty good number now to be hitting for a midweekish gig. Yeah, I mean, I've not been to the uh, the venue in Chelmsford, mm. but the venue in Southend was nice to play. Yeah, and as you didn't know beforehand but know now that was my first gig as Amy Pilot didn't tell me that didn't tell him I thought I didn't think you'd want me to come no not at all do you know what right we mean you've worked together for a while like doing like sending music and interview and whatever right so we've known each other a while so I trust I trust you in what you do right I believe in your ability and I'm glad you were a part of the first event we had in South End right and I wasn't worried you didn't tell me <laughs> but I wasn't worried this is my non-worried face. <laughs> it's like that meme, you know, where there's a dog sitting at a table with a cup of coffee and it's everything's on fire around him. And he's like, this is fine. This is fine. No, I, I, I had no uh, worries about what was, what was like, going to happen. I sort of, I knew that, I was just sort of, the thing is, right, so the, South, the Chelmsford gig was like my time to sort of worry about what was happening and, and what time everything was and sort of all that. I sort of, because I'd run that event, I sort of felt like pretty comfortable with the evening itself and I felt comfortable with the times because we had four artists on at Chelmsford and we had three at Southend. And I think that, although the I think Chelmsford went really well and all the artists that were there were brilliant. I worked with all of them again. Mm -hmm. I think from a timing perspective of what you had, you guys had a bit more freedom. So if you did overrun slightly, it didn't really matter because we were sort of, we started, doors opened at half seven, you started at eight and then it was basically on the hour then people yeah. then started their sets and you had like 45 minute sets. So there's a 15 minute ish changeover. And that sort of worked quite well. I think, I don't think that we were waiting around too long for the next band. Actually, I think everyone sort of hurried me up because I sort of was allowing <laughs> a bit of a time, getting a drink, making sure everyone was all right, chatting to your mum and dad. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was chatting to it. It was not the thing you wrote. The, the thing that I love about doing these events is actually meeting the people behind the artists as well as you guys. Cause obviously it was the first time me and you had actually properly met. Mm -hmm. um, same with Bruce and Simons, and uh, but I've met I've met the under one Sunboys a few times, but it was nice to like to have your family there and to have Bruce's family there from uh, Good Health, Good Wealth. Yeah, great time. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool to meet everyone because like um, Bruce's mum uh, messaged me a couple of times about the event and actually like tagged me in a post at twenty one like yeah, a couple of weeks that. before. Do you know what I mean? It was like. It was like quite a nice, it was such a nice friendly feel to the to that event. It really was. But I think that was helped by the size of the venue. Yeah. I don't know, the location or just the people that came. It was a good group of people. Yeah. All the artists were n not only amazing, but lovely, yeah. friendly, helpful. And everyone that worked to support the event as well. Yeah, yeah. Including your sister. Including yeah. my sister. <laughs> yeah. Your sister yeah. was like your sound, not your sound engineer, but she was definitely your, like your roadie, wasn't she? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. I called her my heavy earlier in the day because I couldn't lift the speakers. Um, <laughs> 
but and then we carried them in and turned out we didn't need them anyway i was going to use them as on yeah. stage monitors and the sound guy had it sorted anyway shout out james shout out james yeah, he done Thank really you. well. It was really nice working with him because me and him spoke a little bit prior to doing the event because we were looking at potentially doing one around this way. And uh, me and him spoke about potentially doing that, depending on, you know, but it's, um yeah, I definitely worked with him again as well. He was fantastic. All the bands were great. The staff there were great. And uh, yeah, we had a few walk-ins as well, which we, mm-hmm. you know, I think being in South End on a Thursday night, I was quite, I was hoping for a few here and there maybe, like people could hear, because obviously it's right on the seafront, it's opposite, I used to, it used to be Peter Pan. Yeah, but it? people don't go that, that far down really. What do you mean? Not You don't walk through the high street and go any further. Oh no, but I mean if got... you're on the seafront I suppose, like yeah. if you're going to the arcades or whatever, you might venture that way. But yeah, I was hoping for a few here and there. We got a few, I think we got, you know, a handful. No, it's you couldn't. It didn't feel like it was empty. No, it felt packed, and it, it felt like there was a buzz. Yeah, well, I'm glad I you. I'm glad. No, I'm glad that you felt like because I was sort of sitting side or side on from where you guys were performing. Yeah, so I could see like everyone sort of you know within it, and it was it was good. I sort of wish I just maybe pushed people further forward potentially, but then if you guys enjoyed it, that was the main thing anyway. Yeah, I didn't particularly pick up on that. No. No. So we were going to talk about um, your writing because uh, me and you, the last time we spoke, which was, yeah, like five months ago on the um, Saturday Sessions interview on South End, we, uh, on, the, on there, what I used to do, I used to have uh, the Saturday Sessions, I had a, it was basically a weekend show I had on South End and it used to be, the unsigned music bit was on a, sun, a Saturday and then we would do like a mental health sort of catch up. Uh, the mental health check-in we called it on a Sunday and on the check-in we would um, basically have interviews with like local um, organizations and charities that Mm -hmm. sort of help people with their mental health and all that and another reason me and you connected quite well was because we both are quite into our mental health and trying to promote that and there's a lot of that within your writing and your songs in your lyrics within your songs there is yeah yeah I try not to be too blatant with it. I think I said this to you before. I yeah. don't want to seem like I am not taking advantage of a situation, but playing on a situation. Um, I want it to be accessible without having gone through that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am writing with that perspective. That's where it's coming from. That's where the inspiration to write comes from. Yeah, It's that creative outlet for me. Yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> I don't know what there is to say about it, really. Um, I remember you saying that, I remember when at the gig on Thursday, I remember you sort of talking a little bit about it and saying how that it was a part of, um, that some of your songs sort of refer indirectly about mental health and how it's affected you and how it can affect other people. Yeah. And then I remember just shouting out your sister saying, it's been a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's. It, I think the thing is, I think all of us, everyone goes through it. We've we've talked about it on the podcast before. And I think it's a really good testament to your writing that you can uh, and your art generally is that people can relate to that. So I'm sorry. That's all right. It's fine. <laughs> I think if people can notice it yeah. and people can pick up on it and they understand it and it means something to them, that's all I ever want yeah. my music to to do, Yeah, to be to mean something to someone it's definitely you can definitely feel stuff from listening to your music it's definitely it hits on many levels but i'm just going to stop talking because <laughs> i'm going to make you cry no I'm, it's, not, it's fine <laughs> but yeah uh right so what we've got coming up in the show today on the podcast today and on the radio show if you're listening on there is we have 
downtown city gardens coming into the studio shortly yeah so looking forward to meeting them we've been playing their stuff on the radio for a little while they've had battle shy out they've got an event coming up that they're going to talk about coming here in islington I think it's at the hope and anchor but they'll give us more information on that and they've just released not released they've just sent me two new tracks which i played letter on the show last week and uh, tuck me in's their other one i'm going to try and play that on the show this week as well but even some of their older stuff on spotify is so lovely yeah they've got some beautiful tracks yeah they have yeah I, i've sort of the thing what i'm quite lucky in what i do i get so many tracks sent to me and obviously on the way here today you well, we were chatting for a lot of it, so you probably didn't hear them. But I have like, you know, the other day I went through a load of tracks that I've been sent, like 30, 40 tracks, and to sit down and listen to them. In the car is probably the best place for me to listen to them. So I don't then sort of go away and listen to the extended catalogue because of, of specific artists. Well, I did. That's what the co-host is for. That's what the co-host <laughs> is for. Um, but yeah, but obviously, you know, I get sent so much music. So any tracks that I get sent, I'm listening to and I'm sort of trying to slot them into shows where I can get them and, and all that. So thank you very much if you are uploading your tracks. If you want to upload your track, if you're an unsigned band or artist, upload your tracks to... Unsignedmusic.uk. You did that and you shouted that out on your... In the gig on Thursday as well. Well, you put me on the spot then because you were in such a good flow. I didn't expect. That's you why to I did stop. it just to start. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're an unsigned band or artist and you want to get your music on the radio, unsignedmusic.uk, and uh, we'll give it a little review and hopefully you'll be in the air as early as next Sunday. We've also got our Patreon launched as well, um, which is essentially a subscription service where you can get early access to radio shows, podcasts, event tickets when they come out, and exclusive content that are going to be coming out um, from the South End gig and the chance gig before that um we also had the we had the lucettas grace calver ariston and high flyer and all of the exclusive content is coming to that as well and uh yeah i think what we'll do is we'll wrap up this section and then we will get in the downtown city gardens sounds good we will see you in section two unsigned with matt wary unsigned with matt wary Hi guys, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. One of our partners is Mates, which is mental health awareness through educational speaking. I'm lucky enough to be an ambassador for Mates. Um, if you want to go to their website, if you want any support or any information about what they do, it's weareyourmates.com. They're a peer-to-peer support group and uh, they're based in Chelmsford in Essex. They do walks and talks, but they've got a Facebook group as well. So that is a shout out for Mates, weareyourmates.com for more information. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Hi guys, welcome to section two of the podcast. We are here with Downtown City Gardens. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> right. How are we? Good, very good. Yeah? Very good. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for having us. Well, we wanted to get you in because not only have you submitted three tracks to me now. Yeah, a bit desperate, aren't we? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not desperate at all. You uh, so you down. You sent me Battle Shy a few months back, wasn't it? And then you begged for more. I did. Yeah, yeah you know me well. And uh, you then sent me two not new tracks, were they? No, no. So they, these are all, um, I guess. Uh, the old songs that we've only just released, right. basically. Yeah, that's the the nature of those records. We're very disorganised. Yeah, when it comes, it's to taken us like eight that. years. <laughs> I don't think it's being disorganised, is it? What's the history of you guys then? So obviously, you've said that when you've uploaded tracks to me in your bio, you have said that you have been sort of not had a hiatus as such, but you've had a break for a number of years. What what is the reason behind that? Oh, um, 
I'm not sure even we know, but it's circumstantial, really. Yeah. Um, we were um, gigging a lot, really slaves to it for, for many years, and we loved it um, through uni. And then afterwards, uh, we sort of migrated our sort of base from Bristol over to London. Right. And we made a good go at it, and we had some really good songs that we were recording in the background. We were set to release an EP which we then just fizzled out from there on. And I think it, it, it was just a case of, you know, we, we had a lot of momentum and a lot mm. of attention and we were, we were really confident and we, we felt like we were hit, we'd suddenly turned a corner and we were becoming very um, professional with our live set, which is hard for, for us just to, because of the amount of instruments we have to perform with live. Right. But um, I'm not saying we're full orchestra, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, not a, it's a complicated set to bring to a, yeah. um, a London gig, for example, because we have so many keyboards and backing tracks and drum pads and stuff. Mm. But um, the, yeah, the crux of the matter was we were at a point where we either, either and this came up in the podcast last week, I believe, we either had to really throw ourselves into it yeah. and commit um, everything or uh, carry on at that. And, and I think we just lost momentum because we weren't ready to do that. And there was a lot of other reasons for that. Um, was this were, fresh out of uni still? Then? More or less, yeah. yeah. Okay. If I think if we'd have hit that point whilst everyone was still studying, then we would have Grabbed for it. sure, yeah, yeah, because there was no massive commitments in the way. But... Mm. Yeah, timing was not our friend, and I think instead of just battling through that phase, we we just fizzled out, and uh, it's a shame because we never got to release this music, and um, I think it took a lot of other. I mean, some shit happened for it to everybody with COVID, and yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, we came back together again. I moved back down from I was living up near Liverpool, yep, um, and I moved back down south, and. Um, we were sort of in the same place once again and I had a lot of time. We were hemorrhaging new music and new songs that were just all in that style of downtown city gardens, guitars with synths and yeah, the sort of gated drum pads and stuff like that. And uh, it was a no-brainer to, to get back together and, and try and put a... We've got a gig that we're looking forward to in August. So yeah, that's that's the story thus far. I think I don't want to want to bore you anymore. <laughs> no, you know, you're not boring us at all. It's it, nice to actually put something behind the music because I we were chatting just before we came on pod and stuff, and obviously I've been dealing with you guys a little bit, but you only ever sent yeah sent me that one track, and it was I was waiting for new stuff to sort of come in because that track Battle Shy, I loved it. I played it so many times. I think I even had it as like my track of the week as yes, well at some did. point, yeah. and it's like. It's one of those tracks that you think, I remember referring it to it quite, Kings of Leon-y, like that yeah. track. And I think quite a bit of your sounds like that. Is that something that you guys are happy to hear? Or are what? you like, no? It's inevitably going to be an influence of ours because yeah. as a kid, I was obsessed with Kings of Leon. I really was. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think um, uh, probably because of the times, it's still my favourite album. Um, right. But um, yeah, the... Well, there was, there was a time when he was growing up that these bands we had at school... He got said, oh, he sounded too much like Kings of Leon. So he tried to completely change his voice. He's like, I can't be compared to that. And then, I don't know, was it when you were like 18, you just thought, well, I can't carry on trying to sing differently. And then it You can't was, hide who you are. Exactly. No. And then, you know, yeah, he does a very Caleb tone to it. But that's great. Yeah. No. <laughs> Caleb's a class. Yeah. It? It's funny because the real, if we talk about the real influences for the music, yeah. it's not yeah. Kings of Leon right. at all. I mean, it might be subconsciously in that aspect. I didn't hear Kings of Leon. No. Who did you hear? Um, a mixture. I'm sorry if this is offensive, but definitely a lot of sort of the 
alternate indie bands from the sort of early 200 early 2000s early 200 early blimey 200s, you, you guys are medieval, medieval. <laughs> some little some loots in there yeah, <laughs> no but even so things like wombats um i can't even remember off the top of my head now but um definitely wombat but even erishul i heard as well that i could hear so many different influences but definitely the sort of alter, alternate indie vibes um, oh, 100%. So the, the brief when we started it. Yeah. And it's not often you get to have these conversations, but we were in a really um, intense conceptual mood when Johnny and I started to get together and plan what we were going to do with the band. And it was nonsense, really, because... Uh, but we were we were thinking of, of The Cure, The Smiths. Straight. Um, yeah. But, you're, you're, but soon after that, we started to... Um, so our first records were very much in that vein, which you might not have heard because I don't think they're particularly... We don't promote them as much. They're, right. they're not produced to the same quality, let's say. But um, they were to that, uh, influenced by those new wave artists, yeah. whereas we certainly became more and more influenced by alternative rock from the 90s. And then, for sure, like we're, we're of that generation growing up listening to Razor Light, yeah. Kings of Leon, um Help me out here, Pete. Um, <laughs> you said the, the Wombats for sure. I mean, we, we, I don't think we, we were massive Wombats fans, but that they were of that era. And it was a yeah. great era. Because, and this, again, as I, I said to you before the show, you don't repeat, I don't want to repeat what's been said, but that was uh, an era for guitar music that I think will be we miss sorely right now. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that because I perhaps... Um, you know, a little bit greyer haired than I used to be. Nothing uh, wrong we, with we're that. We're still of a, we're still of an age where we still think that our musical tastes are well relevant, and um, I genuinely think that there's a a gap in the market or a hole where there used to be such great talent. And I mean, like bands like Razor, like, like me, yeah. they were awesome. Um, yeah, the only, are, the only person really doing it now more, like you've got you've got Sam Fender who's obviously doing huge things. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so like we were saying recently, Pete. it's so clean and like well produced and we're just a bit more rawtier than that and a bit more but he would have started out he would have started yeah, out exactly. as rough i mean have you seen his interviews bless him like he's such yeah. a cool guy like, I'd, oh, love, yeah. I'd love to actually meet him and he's very um a lot he's very sort of mental health driven as well which is what obviously mm. me and abby are both massive on that and he's like some of the stuff that he's talked about in his songs or the messages that are in his songs are really relevant to like society these days but i don't think he was as clean like cut as he is now obviously no. he's spending a lot of time recording and gigging and all that and when you guys obviously had a, a bit of a break you know who are we to criticize someone like that as well because yeah. sam is genuinely the guy i think at the moment who's in the mainstream yeah. charts yeah, exactly. who's playing yeah. guitar music um perhaps blossoms but even they i think are off um not as popular as they were a couple of years ago i think they've just released a new album but you know there's 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 definitely not as much in the way of yeah. raw guitar music than they used to I think to be. independently, I said this last week as well, independently I'm getting loads of submissions. Yeah. So I'm lucky enough in the position I'm in that I'm getting loads of submissions every week and I'm hearing more guitar music than I probably ever have. Because I've been, I've liked all genres. I'm not like, you know, I don't like just one thing, uh, which is lucky that I do what I do now. But there are yeah, loads of guitar bands coming through and a lot of a, a lot of female guitar bands as well, which wouldn't, would, wouldn't have been a thing as much in the you know 90s that you were saying earlier or 2000s with Ray's Light and stuff again quite a few Anorak shout out Anorak but yeah shout out to them but yeah there's a load, load of independent good like indie bands coming through it's a cycle I think and mm. I think it comes and goes rock, you know, rock music rock and roll whatever you want to call it will, there will always be a place for it in, yeah. in pop culture and I don't think 
Um, there'll always be somebody in the background banging the drum, mm. but it's it, when it comes to the fore and it becomes more mainstream, that's um, I think we can't be far off. Mm. Looking at what like you, you must see such a trend of it. Um, whether that's because the bulk of unsigned music is tapping into cha- channels like yourselves, I'm not I'm not sure, but it might be almost biased to say that you're just getting band submissions. But I've listened to your show; it's not just bands. No, it's, it's not. It's yeah. quite a variety. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, quite lucky with like Abby, your music. What would you say your genre is? Because you sort of float between them, don't you? Good question. <laughs> my my Google SEO says electronica or ambient pop or indie pop. Yeah, depending on what's streaming most heavily at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly a way of doing it. Yeah. But interestingly, when you Google you guys, it does come up as alternative indie, and that's not what you describe yourselves as you say new wave i think that's probably how we sound yeah if i'm honest but our our influences as i say to begin with were certainly those those new wave artists um the smiths and i was looking like roxy music and yeah um, that's a shout talking heads-esque like those those drum pads and things very talking we used to insist in all of our live gigs (laughs) we used to give whoever was mixing the sound a six track sing a uh, disc a cd and say right we want these songs just before we play live and it was um talking heads jeff buckley mm. give me shelter wasn't it yeah we had some uh, stone roses she bangs the drums and um avalon right from, uh, and that's what jeff used to say because he's he's incessant about his the amount of reverb on his vocals and he'd just be oh, like me too there's nothing about saying, nothing wrong with reverb <laughs> is yeah, it? and, and he'd well. just be yeah. saying to sound, sound man just think avalon by <laughs> <laughs> rocks music and that's all you just keep saying and it's great so if people are new to downtown city gardens then who is in the band and what does each of you do so we have five of us yeah um there's myself uh singing and playing guitar a little bit of keys pete is our keyboard player and sometimes bangs a tambourine uh, we've got dave on the drums and alex on the bass and johnny plays lead guitar and you're all original members of the band Yes, yeah. From Bristol, you say yeah, so Bristol. We, we went to Bournemouth. Together. Oh, Bournemouth. Yeah, we went to Bournemouth School for Boys. All oh, right. And um, I remember because like Johnny, who's our guitarist, is a, like a formidable musician. Plays everything incredibly well. Right. Guitar, drums, piano. You play all our instruments better than any of us. What a sod. I know. <laughs> but um, but you can't play them all at once. I know exactly. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Technology's come a long way. Now, yeah. so um, but then Johnny and Jeff were always in rival bands at school. Right. And um, and really were fierce rivals, weren't you? Just mm. didn't get on as people either. Up oh, until really? We were about 16. Um, and then just sort of it all started to come together, didn't it? Just about 18, 19, when we, a few of us went to university. I think you guys, you and Johnny got together. Johnny with all his talent and then Jeff with his amazing singing and stuff like that. They just... And, and songwriting came together with this like four track EP, I think, didn't you? Yeah. And just were looking for extra people, and I just put my hand up and <laughs> right place, right time. <laughs> well, it's all about that, yeah, isn't good. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so, how long ago was that then? So, you guys were together. How long were you guys actually performing together or writing together before you had your little break? We were talking about this earlier. I think it was between the years of, say, 2009 to 2014. Right. Um, that's when we were really yeah, going right. for it. Mm. Um, but, most of the band was at uni in Bristol. Right. So we, yep. we basically set up bass there. Mm. And it was great because we were... Yeah, Bristol's live music scene is... Epic. I was going to say, oh, I've not fantastic. spent much time in Bristol, but I imagine it's one of those places that's got to be incredible for Such the music. A, it's a very bohemian city. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's everything that you, you could pick all the sort of the cool hubs of London 
and concentrate them into one place. I think that's what Bristol would, is like. It's it's got that uh, a real atmosphere for live music, a real appetite for it. Definitely. Did you study music? No, no. no. At A level, yes. Okay. But, and we had <laughs> gen- genuinely had some wonderful music teachers at school, um, and I would say. Um, Mr. Ruffer, if he's not dead, if you're listening, he, had, he, he was he wasn't well a lot of the time. So, but he was genuinely one of those guys that knew everything about anything. So we he's got quite red, didn't he? And it was just it was just uh, funnily enough, it was Johnny and I um, who were in the only A-level music students at school together oh, really? wow. in a class. So I think that's where our sort of oh, mutual yeah. aberration came. So you've been another. rivals up until that point. Yeah. Uh, even during that point, oh, right. we, still, we weren't. We weren't. Uh, you know, at each other's fronts. I, I like. I like the story that Pete Penn just <laughs> there, but we weren't. We Good weren't arch rivals. Yeah. Certainly not. There was definitely a, a rival in terms of the band because we were pitching to the same uh, yeah. mates to come to gigs and stuff like that. But in reality, we had we, we admired one another definitely. Yeah, yeah. But we like, we were lucky. We had some really good music teachers at school, so mm. I think we've got a firm. Um, understanding of music but i never went to, i never studied it any further no yeah. i've never I, I was saying to you on the way here earlier i did gcse music and a-level music yeah. but i've never been a musician like i'd love to have been but i'm not that talented mm. so that's why i talk about it but i think if i was to yeah i said last week drums is probably the only thing i'd give a go but even then i'm nowhere near that any of the people that i've met um my dad's a muso he plays he plays in bands and stuff and he always has so i've had the opportunity to watch it from behind the scenes quite a lot so it's nice to it but it's now nice now to be on this side of it meeting yourselves who are obviously you know trying to pave your own way Mm. actually think about the first band we were actually in was our oasis tribute band (laughs) what was it called well, no way. We, weirdly, Bye. we all Not had we all had blonde hair, so we called ourselves Bloasis. People used to so think Bloasis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is not the choice of words. <laughs> it? Well, no, and and we this, this sums up the kind of school that we that we went to. <laughs> but nobody nobody went right? to the crude assumptions. They all just <laughs> instead they assumed that we played both Oasis and Blur songs, ah. and then we had to insist that no, it's just because we're all blonde, right? And uh, not so much anymore. Yeah, but we, um, yeah, that's. Um, can you just throw one blur track in? Just it, just no, never. <laughs> no, no, rivals. No, oh, really? Uh, right. Yeah. So they won't even play them. Yeah, no. But we we had some great like gigs, battle of bands, and that's when I guess we all played together the first time. I yeah, think. anyway, three out of the five, and then yeah, the rest is DCG. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned your event that's coming up. So you've got that on the sixth of August. Yep. Yeah. Didn't look at my notes. Sixth of August, and that is going to be where at the Hope and Anchor in Islington. Um, we were talking about it. So it's a gig. It's a venue I've played at before. Um, it's a designated music venue rather than a pub with speakers. So it's 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 going to be good. We know it sounds good there. Um, we have uh, plenty of time to rehearse because we we genuinely we we started rehearsing again back in March, I think, or yeah. February. So we 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 were a bit rusty, let's say. Um, but we we were rehearsing just the other week, and we're sounding. Very much like our old selves again. Getting back so, into the group. Ah, oh, definitely. I think our live set. We we're really looking forward to it. We've got a, a big repertoire actually of of songs that we can cherry pick from. We're lucky yeah. because we we were gigging so long before, and, and it was there's quite a high concentration of music there to pick from. So we've got a really good set. We're really looking forward to it. We think we've lined up a, a DJ for the bit of an after party Ooh. afterwards. Oh, yeah, nice. so yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good night. And tickets are available. Go to our Instagram is probably the best place, so that's at downtown underscore city underscore gardens. We'll put that in. Yeah, nice. And um, 
you can you can follow the link on to our, our link tree and buy tickets on our Eventbrite page. How have you guys found like setting up your own event? I mean, I know you said you guys have gig quite a lot in the past, but how have you found like putting a gig together in 2022? Is it arranging the venue? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think <laughs> honestly, uh, we we have had such interesting experiences in the past. I mentioned earlier our set is quite um complicated to get on and off stage yeah we've got so typically when we were doing this before you'd quite often play on a bill with up to six seven bands and yeah. you'd only get half an hour and we'd need 20 minutes probably Change to get over. the keyboards we've got three keyboards two guitars bass drum pads uh backing tracks and like four vocals that all need um sound checking and stuff on on the day yeah um so and not just that it's um, you don't know what kind of blend of artists you're going to be playing with on the night. Um, so whilst we've done those and we've had a great time doing them, they were good gigs and excellent way to meet new bands yeah, and play with and, and meet new fans. But it was looking to get back onto it again. We knew we need we had a lot of material. We knew with enough rehearsal time, our live set would be quality. Mm. So it was a finding the right venue was the hardest bit, but we know the Hope and Anchor. We've played there before. So it was nice of them to let us have the venue for on a Saturday as well. It's um, such an important thing to yeah. get the right day, isn't it? I found mm. that quite difficult with the events that I've planned. We haven't disclosed to them that it's not actually Kings of Leon playing. That <laughs> night, but you know, hopefully they never find out. Well, um, have you guys having support on that day, or is it uh, is it just a case of you? Very, very good point. Yeah, yeah we haven't. Well, TBC. again, we've been out of the loop for a while, <laughs> right. so we don't we don't really just want to um, bring a support band along that we don't know of or we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't trust. So we would appreciate. It. I mean, I don't know if you guys have some names that you could throw our way that might yeah, be yeah. interested, or even if anybody's listening to this or watching. Yeah, or watching. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we would we would love you to get in touch if you want to play a Saturday night gig at uh, in Islington with us. We'd be very happy to uh, um, to check you guys out and hopefully give you the opportunity to play with us. I, I can't say um, that that's a great opportunity, <laughs> but it's an opportunity to play on a Saturday night in Islington, which would be sound. So, That'll be quality. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you around this way. I mean, you're probably no better than me, Manish, but you get there's a load of people around here on a Friday Saturday night, isn't there? Nightlife's pretty pretty good around here. Yeah, so I think from a from a attendance perspective, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, we've got loads of we've got loads of bands and artists that I reckon would be interested. So um, yeah, I can throw loads of people your way to for you guys to review. But if you're an unsigned band or artist and you do want to get involved with the show, go to our website. I just don't laugh, unsignedmusic.uk, and uh, submit your music. But also, if you do have events coming up then you can also post those on our website for free as well, which you guys haven't done yet, but I'm sure you will now. And we're hoping to get some more of our own events going soon as well. So, yeah, so that's... The, I think the hardest thing I've found is actually getting people through the door. Oh, yeah. That's, I've, I've struggled... Not struggled, because we've actually had quite good turnouts on our events. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. You were performing at one, so I hope so. <laughs> How was yeah. it, yeah? <laughs> well attended. I think so. It the, was. The venue was a nice size. Yeah. It was a nice size, yeah. yeah. It was what we needed for, for the first event, I think, in South yeah. End. But it was the hardest thing I found is then trying to get people through the door or advertising it the right way. Yeah. How how you guys found that in the past or moving forward into August? 
we, get, we have minimal experience with it, I think. Yeah. Again, yeah. Really like in the grand we, we're fortunate enough that there's demand for us to play live because we haven't done it in so long. And luckily our fan base is in London. Yeah. From um, even you know, the guys that used to come and watch us in Bristol, we're still friends with, uh, all living here. So we're confident we'll have a decent number of people there. Yeah. And being able to pick and choose our venues like we have done, I think I would recommend this to anybody because it's quality over quantity then. So we can then plan our next gig in a similar way yeah. and perhaps not saturate our calendar with live music and live events and capitalise on getting the most people there to make it as much of an atmosphere as possible. Yeah. That's yeah. what we've, we've, we've all to. done those gigs playing to 10 people and five of them are bar staff. So, uh, <laughs> they're our biggest that. fans now. <laughs> yeah. we've, no, they are, they're, good, they're good gigs. Yeah. Good learning curves. Well, exactly. We've been there and we still had fun. Yeah. So um, it's always just like, the great thing is we're somehow still all mates from such a young age. So yeah. it's really great seeing each other and we really enjoy playing together. And even if those gigs we have, again, the ones that we've, we've been the headline act, we've been, it's been so delayed that we've only got 15 minutes on stage. We're going to have 35, 40 because everything just got pushed back. We've been in those positions and yeah. you know what? We can still come back for more. Love it. So... It's, it's, it's good. It's good to be open to those sort of changes. But I think you guys, where you've learned, you've got that experience and knowing what you can and you can't do on a night and being mm. honest with yourself yeah. to be like, right, yeah, we definitely need like an hour to ourselves and half hour worth of changeover. That I think the planning side of it, I've been sort of all right with because I sort of, I do like my day job is being a project manager. So planning stuff and being like, right, cool. I know what to do here and we'll spend 15 minutes on changeovers for you guys last week. And it all sort of went quite smoothly. I mean, we had a cracking sound engineer as well. So James, well done. Um, but I think getting the right people involved certainly helps. Well, that was your second event now, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, you might have already talked about this in your half an hour already, but like, what did you learn from the first to the second that, that improved it? So honestly, I think the thing that I learned the most was um, choosing the right venue. Right. And having the best people uh, working at the gig. That's not to dig out anyone that was at either event. I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but I think I've certainly learned um, between the two gigs what works and what doesn't quite work. Mm. Um, and from a promoter's perspective or an organiser's perspective, however I sort of want to package sort of myself in that vein, I think that I've certainly developed. Um, from, like I say, like planning stuff is what I sort of do in my day job. So I'm quite happy planning stuff to the nth degree and getting that all sorted. The technical side of it, I'm learning. Um, the the marketing side of it is something I still need to develop mm. but I think when it comes to like dealing with artists on the, I mean you tell me if I'm wrong but like dealing with artists on the night dealing with sound engineer the photography the videography uh, like the sounds I think generally I'm quite confident doing that and sort of like comparing the evening a little bit here and there as well I think I'm all right with all that yeah it's um it's just getting bums on seats is the bit that I need to that, that's the next bit for me to learn really I think to be honest which is probably the hardest bit of running an event yeah, for sure. Yeah. If nobody's heard of you, it's even harder. You know, how, yeah. how, you know, convincing people to come to a venue when you, they've maybe had a snippet of or a taste for it, but not enough. It's um, it's hard. But yeah, the, it, you just got to keep going. It snowballs, and it's trial and error as well. That's yeah. certainly what we found from the Bristol scene. Is that we found venues that we were comfortable with, and we knew we could fit on the stage for starters. <laughs> yeah, let alone yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, find sound um technicians who who worked well with us live um so that was that was quite good we kind gave of, you enough reverb absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing i hate yeah. it <laughs> but also just having like a great atmosphere afterwards like you want you know, some great djs we had we played this great um venue in bristol called the lanes and it was a like vinyl 
like indie did oh, wasn't it? And it was, what was he called? John the Mod was the and he had yeah. huge sideburns and wore his pinstripe suit and love that. Everyone had an epic time afterwards. And we, would, we just had the best times there. It, it really was good. great. It was, it was <laughs> honestly those were I've almost forgotten about the lanes. Yeah. Yeah, vintage bowling alley on one side. Nice. They did really good beers and um, <laughs> the sound. The, the engineer there. This is a horrible thing to say, but he loved it wet. It was so much reverb. <laughs> it was great. And uh, we, 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 it really suits Snip our it, sound. Man. But John the Mod, yeah, I remember John. And his, uh, it was his wife or his partner. Yeah, they were great. great fun. And they used to tailor the night for the band. They'd only have two bands on, or maybe even just one. Right. And it would be more about the, the, the vibe. So if we were playing, he'd play bands like the Stone Roses on record and stuff yeah, like great. that and it would it would really uh, and so work. yeah hopefully with our gig we've got one of our good friends who's um, a DJ in his own right and I can't remember the station he's on for the life of me so sorry Sam but <laughs> um, but yeah he loves it and he just like plays awesome feel good tunes afterwards and things so he'll be there afterwards and uh, yeah hopefully with your help could support as well makes it a complete night yeah hopefully I'm looking for, I'm, I will try and get down there as well because I mean it's far enough off isn't it that we can try and get a few people down there as well yeah for sure yeah. But that's an interesting concept as well having like the after thing because for us like when we done the one on Thursday I think we finished up I think our restriction was we had to finish by 11 but I think when it came when we finished so we had obviously yourself AB Violet and then we had Good Health Good Wealth and then we had Under One Sun which is quite an eclectic mix it was yeah. it was quite an eclectic mix whereas the one we done in Chelmsford was quite indie based yeah so it was quite nice to have a bit of variety on our South End gig. But the funny thing was, at the end of it, everyone just came together. Like, everyone was chatting for... How long? Were we probably there for an hour afterwards, I reckon. Everyone just chatting, some more drunk than others. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And it was dope. it was good though, wasn't it? Speak for yourself. Oh, I was fine, I was driving. Then. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I wasn't just meaning you. But it was a good night. It was My good. <laughs> yeah, your mum. And shout out to your sister Jess as well. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. She was a good laugh. But no, it was. It was nice all doing that. But I never. I didn't think about sort of like afterwards. I suppose because we had restrictions and it was a Thursday. But it's a good idea to have almost like the after party vibe at yeah. the gig. Yeah, we, yeah, we try and make the most of it. I think you know, we've yeah. got we've got the venue. We spent all that money on the venue. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How? I mean, not that we have to go into this in too much detail, but how have you guys figured that out? With because there are some venues that will do, you know, we'll take the bar, you take the door. Is that a similar thing that you found? Not with? at all. No, no? We, we've just we've just paid for the the hire of the venue and for them yeah. to staff the deck basically so right. we've got we've got a guy on the desk who's gonna or, or lady i don't know who's gonna mix the sound and right. then um i guess they take the bar yeah yeah and we've paid them a down payment for the for the venue hire so it's it's very simple arrangement so yeah, yeah. as far as ticket sales go that's all revenue in ours and the uh, um whoever's playing with us on the night that's yeah. that's 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 for them so yeah fair enough right what we'll do we'll have a little break and then we will come back and i've got some questions for you guys Good stuff. Really All good. right. So join us in the third section. Unsigned with Matt Wary. If you're an unsigned artist, then go to our website. Tell us a bit about yourself. Upload your track and you could feature on Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Right. Welcome back to section three of the Unsigned podcast. We are joined by Downtown City Gardens and AB Violet. Ooh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get a clap. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You did get a clap in the first first section. So we are now going to do, it's not quick fire questions, but it's basically just a bit of a quickish, quickish fire section. Yeah. Ish. Um, But first of all, what I didn't ask you in the last section is uh, what's like, 
what's the worst advice you guys have ever had as a band? Because I think that's always quite juicy because like the admissions said the other week about, oh no, sorry, as Ocean Floor said last week about just gig all the time, just gig as much as possible. What would be sort of your, the worst advice that you guys have actually had? If you've had that advice, you didn't oh, take it. Come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> come on this podcast. No, uh, Brilliant. No, we had some, I, I don't know. I, I, we, we, we've been lucky to have some very good advice, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had anybody give us anything. There's people that have suggested things, but we've had quite often some quite well-informed peers to us in terms of you know, whether that be our music producers or um, people that we met that worked in the industry. But certainly, I would say you don't need to chase a record deal. That's the that's probably the, the worst advice you could get. Yeah, you, you, there's there's no need. It's just not. It's it's that's not a good a question. Then. Would you take a record deal if you were offered one? Oh. God, there's a, a lot of people. That, there's a lot of people that wouldn't. <laughs> it depends on how much money they're going to. No, let's be serious. It, it it depends on the label and the and, yep. and the brand. We we were um we we were talking about this before we came in here. There was a gig we did um not long before we sort of fizzled out. I would say at Nottingham Arts Club, and it was organised by the A and R manager for RCA Records. So, so she invited us to play, and I've never been so anxious before a gig yeah. i always get anxious not nervous but i want it over and done with because yeah. it's it's a lot of it's a lot to do a lot of um organizing that goes into it um i enjoy it don't get me wrong but there's an anxiety yeah, beforehand um but we were in a pub and they all followed us to the pub so it was this lady from rca this guy from parlophone yeah. there was somebody from um, oh, another yeah, sony course. label and somebody from fierce panda and and it was like it was it was like a Tarantino film. Yeah. Like one Being of them assaulted. would leave, and they would they would no, not not in terms of the gore, just the <laughs> amount of shit that came out of their mouth, and they would uh, talk bad mouthing one another. Um, oh, really? as, you know, but as soon as their backs were turned, cause I think it's quite. I don't know. I don't want to bad mouth the music industry, by the way, because it has done some wonderful things. But it, for us, that one experience was horrible, and it really put me off these major record labels mm. for that reason, and also because. As a young, naive band as we were, you get your hopes up massively yeah. and, you, and, and you get fixated on this being the, the goal. And I wish, I wish, that's a great song lyric, I wish I knew, <laughs> what's the song lyric I'm thinking of? I wish I knew what I know now when I was younger because I would have, we'd have taken the gig we'd have snapped their hand off but we wouldn't have gone to the pub with them and we wouldn't have entertained their yeah. shit and we would have had a really great time we would have um had something to chat about to our mates you know we've had this gig that we've all got organized by rca isn't that fucking cool kings of leon's record label um <laughs> this kind of stuff but they we have a type clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we we I would say now, no, I, I don't think you need it because and I, this came up on the podcast with Ocean Floors was saying very similar and I, I looked them up and they are very entrepreneurial in the way that they're promoting themselves. They create, they, they basically um, create their own little business out Far of it. more so than, than we ever were and, and, and probably I, I think if, if, you're, if you want a, um, an example to follow, they're probably a better one than us because of what they're doing in terms of their, like you say, mm. and they, they, they create a lot of their um, social media content themselves and there's investment into that and it sounded really interesting. Um, it professional. It yeah. really did. Yeah, yeah, but it obviously paying off because, yeah. you know, they're getting, they're picking up um, attention from like BBC Introducing, um, the Unsigned Radio Show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 
to mention a few, but first. yeah, yeah. It, in a nutshell, <laughs> it's not something I would go chasing after. And, it, and I think that's the worst advice we ever had was that we needed to look for that because yeah, yeah it can fund your, um, your music and it could potentially as it as it happens you could get given quite a large sum of money that meant you could quit your day job and invest mm. time in recording studios etc but you could probably do that yourself to a very similar standard at a lower budget because yeah. i've been fortunate enough and i'm really going off on one now i've been fortunate <laughs> enough on. to record in some very um prestigious recording studios one of them being rockfield over in south wales in monmouthshire and speaking to the people that worked there Josh was yeah, yeah. the resident um, yeah. there, one, our, the engineer who worked on our, our records. Um, if they got a sniff, the studio that you were signed, the amount of money you had to pay for that mm. studio w- was extortionate. And it, because we were an unsigned artist or whatever we were recording there at the time, they didn't care. You know, I think we just paid a day rate to the guys we were working with to yeah. cover their expenses, you know, a few hundred quid for a couple of days. And... We got oh, some brilliant quality stuff, oh, isn't yeah, it? Great. Yeah, yeah. Between five of you, it's 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 fine. It's five even, students as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even yeah, even without a real uh, d- decent income, you can afford that, and it's it's good value investment because we all need records, and that's the biggest expense I would say that mm. that, a, that a record deal down payment would cover for you at this point is the studio. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. Not these days, probably. I think that we were talking about it on the way here, weren't we? Like, it's quite accessible these days. I mean, again, I don't prom- I don't pretend to be a musician in any way. But even doing what I do, like, you know, you used to have to go and sit in a, like, a major studio somewhere to go and do what I do. Whereas now, a lot of it is pre-recorded at home when I've got time to do it because obviously you've got the mm. nine to five as well. But talking about setting up as a business, I've done that with this because I, try, I invest my own money into it every month. Uh, it pays for, you know, websites and you know other th- travel and whatever else and i think that is the way it has to probably be these days because you know it's very difficult especially in these times where everyone's sort of trying to be careful with money as well it's sort of having that budget there to make sure that you can fund it because no mm. one's just going to give you the money are they not really you know i don't know exactly how it works for record labels these days but well there's not just record deals is there there's publishing deals i think which yeah. are which are another aspect and i again never had one don't know exactly what it would involve but friends of mine who have got them are um let's say their costs for recording songs are covered through that and it's right. it's it basically covers the bare minimum and it's quite a nice um way buffer to do it. yeah but do you ever get lots of um, messages on instagram from different pr or a&r companies offering you oh we'll recover your recording recording costs and things like that do you get a lot of well, any post that we do it's like promote this on this well, and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of bot yeah, stuff like for instance like i think my the first message i got was from mojo records and it's like if you send us the stems for this track we'll mix and produce it for you and it seemed very legitimate yeah. but obviously I'd, that was the first song i'd released i was probably not legit yeah. and have to go through lots of sort of reddit posts and student hub forums and oh, really, yeah. it's hard to weed them out and but there have been some that have been legitimate offers um yeah. also do you do you get a lot of messages in, on your instagram a lot of message requests and uh, that? actually i have to say we've not had anything like that <laughs> no the no. last one we had was it was from a um a songwriter looking to collaborate for a fee on songs but I don't think she understood that we wrote our own songs, but yeah, you know, that was that was again that was legitimate. But we've not had anything like that. That's um, 
maybe somebody's genuinely trying to... <laughs> I think the thing is with stuff like that, though, you have to be careful on social media, yeah, full exactly. stop, don't you? Yeah. So I think if it was, say, for example, Abby, right, if you had, um, like, an official email address, uh, I don't know, hello at AB5, what is it? Have you got an official email address or... Don't have to Abby say yes. Do at gmail.com. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say is that, say, for, as an example, right, if you had, like, for me, it's hello at Unsigned Music UK, right? I'm not looking for a record deal. But what I am saying is that anything official should go through that channel as opposed to a DM, a DM on Instagram. Like, if I, if in my day job, if I got a DM on LinkedIn or whatever for, oh, yeah, do you want to do this? It's like, no, not really. Like, it should be yeah. going through official channels in my mind. If you had a manager, it would go through their go through their email, wouldn't it? They wouldn't go through DMs. No, I sort of feel exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say in terms of how do you actually go about getting a record deal? You're asking the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't. I didn't. I don't want my podcast. <laughs> we're clearly I doing. Like I genuinely think there was a time where we were really, really hankering for one, and and mm. uh, and we were getting a lot of conflicting advice at that time on on particularly with this ep that we just released do we release it or not you know mm. some people tell us to hold back because that might be something that a label might help you with and promote which in in essence sounded great and that's one of the main reasons we never released yeah. it because we we were holding out holding out but mm. it, it was um holding out for a dream that never came yeah eight years later just is that a lyric just, just sounds like a good lyric could be. it's quite a good one isn't it? <laughs> yeah, eight years good. Later. write down yeah eight years later we just throw it on for free just get it out there yeah. <laughs> but we've been saying that for i think about two or three years yeah when why is because we all love the tracks and we burnt i can't remember we burnt about 200 250 cds got rid of all of them in a couple of gigs and they're all just in people's cars they still have cd players and people's homes um never released it digitally right like it's it was mad and so that's what spurred us on to do this and just be like just get it out there it's a waste and now we're doing the same because Jeff's written like five more tracks and they're all in our eyes this is great and they're just sitting on our phones just like oh, but what do we do with them mm. when do we get them out don't know <laughs> it's good that you guys are so in- you found your inspiration again though haven't you that's amazing absolutely yeah yeah we've got um, he can churn them out like in a day oh mad. wow very impressive Got some, good, got some good material in the background, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, the gig we're going to play on the 6th of August is mostly the, the, the tracks that people are familiar with on, right. online and on, available on, on the um, Spotify and iTunes yeah. and that. But the um, there will be one or two songs that we look to debut that gig, and I think we will probably drop a, a demo at least um, beforehand of a new track. Good stuff. Right, yeah. let's try this new section bit then, shall we? So this is your dream gig. All right. So what I want from you is it can you can fit in any of these slots. You've got your headliner, you've got your middle and you've got your support. Right. So who would be in that scenario? You need to choose maybe a headliner, a support or two supports or two headliners, whatever you want to do. But who would you have if you were doing a gig and say you're in the middle? Who would you want to headline that gig and who would you want to support you? Bloody hell. If we had a pick of current artists, yeah. I think a great headlining would be someone like Tame Parlor. Right. I'd be banging because you know they're they're huge or gorillas i've always wanted to be on a building <laughs> i just think that'd be mental um but yeah that that definitely be it and then say we're at glastonbury right yeah that's the headline set we've got the sundown set mm-hmm. for sure yeah, sun I'll, going down on the pyramid stage and you're playing some of those tracks off rep which we love yeah like, we're always thinking oh that'd be good 
So that, yeah. that would be, Seven, that be your venue or festival. Like that would be the pinnacle for what you guys would want to do. Oh, come your, on, we're talking dream gig. gig. That'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah, on that pyramid stage of Glassbury, sunset going down and we start playing like one of these songs with a nice synth intro and it's real anthemic vibe. It should be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be banging. Yeah, because yeah. we've had a uh, download so far and uh, the, I think it was a Brixton Academy, I think was the other one that people have said yeah, for their wow. like dream venue. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we'll, t- we'll take anything. Take anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're saying Glastonbury with Gorillas headlining. You, Midland, who's supporting? Like past, present. Any, yeah, any, any, like maybe an unsigned artist that you guys know of or have have sort of admired from afar. There's a, there's a great band in uh, Birmingham way called uh, the Silver Lines. You should check them out. They're right. unsigned and they're they're about to drop a, a new EP. Oh, and cool. They're very much of a almost like a punk come sort of Rolling Stones vibe but I've oh, wow. heard a little demo of a little, or a little sorry a little preview of one of their new songs it's totally different but it's banging yeah they'd be, they'd be a cool support act for sure good yeah. stuff right so your face doesn't seem too great never, never, never heard of it, heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well what's yours then what who'd be my idea jeez yeah. oh, like <laughs> I know what Johnny's screaming me not to say I've just got this joke about and sound checks always play Venga Boys on my iPhone <laughs> just to really piss them off Venga Boys oh, well, exactly it really so kicks off can you imagine the Venga Boys like the Venga Bus <laughs> and oh just people would go mad and then then we'd come on <laughs> but no I think um, oh I don't know who would be we were talking about this um, other band Beach Lab which we really liked if you heard of them they're, mm-hmm. they're a cool band um, quite similar to us for a sporting you can't have your sporting out of staging it can you well, I don't know. that's their job, though, isn't it? That is their. If yeah, they're going on first, they're looking to yeah. be the. Yeah, yeah they've to got to build the height. Mm. I think. Um, I don't know if you ever caught this, but they've stopped doing it. I think now, but there used to be this thing called the NME Awards Tour. The magazine would like build a uh, put a bill together of four bands, typically. And right. I feel like on one gig. I went to see the Vaccines, the Drums, the Maccabees and Bombay Bicycle Club. And, I, wow. and the Vaccines opened on one session. And no, these were two separate tours, that's right. The Vaccines opened one of them and the Drums opened another one. And they were both brilliant openers because, I don't know if you remember the Drums. Have you ever <laughs> seen them performing? No. The, Johnny Pierce, the lead singer, just used to do this weird dancing and it looked like a puppet, but they were silhouetted to begin with and it just looked really cool and I thought that's a really cool opening band or the vaccines they just get everybody pumped up yeah, and yeah. They, to be fair by the way in the first section when I was trying to reference early 2000s sort the vaccines of, yeah there, basically it? all of what you just said <laughs> 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 enemy Those tours yeah. yeah that's right so we the next thing on the list is a cover track now when we've spoken to other bands some bands quite like doing a bit of a cover some bands really don't as long as I think uh what Mission said was they like doing potentially doing a cover of something in their own style. But what would be like your go-to cover? Kings of Leon, obviously. No. So, no? What, what, like, yeah, what genre do you think you'd think it'd be like indie? Yeah. Well, now that you're saying that, I'm going to say like heavy metal or something. I don't know. Well, or Venga Boys. Venga Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no. closer to it. To Steps. We've done a few. Yeah. I, I, I remember the first one we did was Crowded House, Fall at Your Feet. Right. Which is cool. The second one we did was Pure Shores. All Saints. Oh. All by All Saints. Nice. I'd like to hear you guys do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they sound lovely. Lots of airy synths. It was great. Yeah. And the third one, which was the most popular, was Torn by Natalie and Rulia. Also I, a tune. Yeah. Also and a tune. I've got, I've got a Vampire Slumber Party sent me their version of Torn. I'll play it to you in a bit. Yeah. So, so it's a popular cover. Yeah. And um, it just became, so especially at university, just drunk students like yeah. loved it. And people, yeah, 
It's one of our most popular tracks, isn't it? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I have to disappoint people, people shouting at us. that we. No, no. Let's let's let's. Say, we we may or may not play that on the sixth of August. Purely for nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. So you know when you're watching um, like a vet, like a, a gig, and sometimes really like high profile gigs, they'll bring a special guest out. So I remember being at V Festival one year and Eminem brought out Rihanna. Rihanna yeah. yeah. Were you there for that? <laughs> were you? Wow. There you go. Um, yeah, so that's like, what? who would be, if you were to bring someone out to sort of sing on one of your tracks, but to be a special guest on that you could duet with on stage at your Pyramid gig at Sundown at Glastonbury, who would it be? It would have to be, for, feel, for pure contrast, something like I would say a female singer, mm-hmm. just a different tone. And then you've got the... <laughs> you've got, yeah. What's her name? A.B. Viner. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about it, to be no. honest, who we could bring on, but um, Bombay Basketball Club always used to do that to great effect, didn't they? Yeah. With, with a name? couple of different artists. Well, it was... Is it Laura Marley to start with, yeah. wasn't it? And then um, somebody rose, maybe, on yeah. the... Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, they always did that very nicely, but they were... They, I would say, oh, let's say, dream like Lady Gaga would be sick, wouldn't it? <laughs> I she'd take over. over. Yeah, it'd be her gig, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. by all means. She'd still show <laughs> the way. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a great gig. How would you travel to the gig? Would it be on your Venga bus, or <laughs> how would you how how would you travel to the, the gig? The on the front. You know, Johnny's turning over at home now. He's yeah, tour bus. Yeah, I mean, it'd have yeah, to be tour yeah, bus, wouldn't yeah. it? I'd, I mean, we'd never. We I used to have a van that I got with work, and we we spent many nights sleeping in and we're talking like a t5 so nothing big all five of us bundled in this and one of us not to name names it's me snores m- like the crap like really badly so it was never very comfortable to the extent we were like well like have surgery it's that bad but then obviously his voice would change so he's like i can't do it i can't do it we um so yeah we, we i'd love to have that but in a bigger in like the yeah. official tour bus yeah brilliant band that I've dealt with a bit in the past have played their tracks on the show the new 20s they've just been on tour done a UK tour and they've uh, been supporting um, I can't remember who they supported now sorry but they uh, yeah they were on a tour bus and like watching their Instagram and seeing it, like having a tour of the tour bus yeah. oh, yeah. world cool. oh, I bet that was awesome yeah. <laughs> really cool I mean I don't think our tour would be very far we like a little tour of like Bournemouth maybe like the joiners in Southampton and then somewhere in London I was going to say would you yeah. go back to Bristol oh yeah oh yeah, yeah what was the name of that really place the, ba- the lanes, the lanes, the lanes. Oh, oh, yeah. and it's still there as well. We could yeah. definitely go there. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Little little triangle yeah. below the M4. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Right, so um, we've had. I don't. Uh, let's see if we, let's play bingo now. Right, Ooh. what would be on your rider? So you got your gig, and you're allowed to decide what you want on your rider on your list of requests. What would it be? You have one each. Just a lot of towels because I get very, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was very sweaty. Yeah, it's pra- a practical request. Key. Yeah, it is a practical yeah. Oh, request. Under the lights, Monto Water Rats was, was like the one where it was the hottest gig I've ever played. Yeah. I think I used to like see through shirts at the end. Yeah, we'd have like to a pack a spare, pair of clothes every gig. It gets <laughs> oh, wow. so hot. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Some fans, as in. I'm not even not animated. <laughs> Just sweat a lot. Um, <laughs> lovely. Uh, yeah, t- yeah, towels. Nothing. No, I don't yeah. think I've, I've ever thought about anything. I think you can get the towels for free. That's fine. Like, yeah, but, this is a, yeah, but a we, I want like, you know, nice Egyptian of, cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Debenhams <laughs> towels. Debenhams. We've yeah, gone with Debenhams. Yeah. Something that's no longer around. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone for Debenhams. Yes. Yes. Find, Not John find Lewis. Yeah. 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 Debenhams. Find it. <laughs> <laughs> Go and find it. He has it. a specific request. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, yourself? Yeah. Well, 
some something food or drink related probably i mean yeah i don't know just yeah nice nice glass of red before i go on fair enough (laughs) (laughs) nothing fun really (laughs) quite practical people yeah Yeah. (laughs) have you yet or what would be your sort of like made it moment so if you're we've had uh, examples of uh, i think it was admissions again they were on stage doing a battle of the bands i think for the isle of white festival a couple of years ago and they had everyone having their torch up like watching them on stage and they said the effect of that was so cool like seeing like bloody hell like what are we what are we doing here that would be spectacular to be fair yeah I think if when Premier League footballers are naming their children after me (laughs) that that is setting the bar bloody high isn't it someone like like Jordan Pickford I feel like he's he's the kind he's going to have a son called Jeff you don't don't get many baby Jeffs you don't get many (laughs) he's quite an old man are you an Everton fan then Absolutely not. No, no why? No. Why George I, just, I just feel like he's. I'm sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> I just feel like he's the kind of man to do it to, yeah. to name his child after a rock star. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the, cli- the cliche of when when people are singing your song back to you and you yeah. don't sing it, and it's just we've we've been at gigs where that's happened. Yeah, and so it's already happened for you. Oh, and but like I no, think it means when we're in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your monitors are screaming. No, um, but like it's <laughs> yeah. It, I don't think it can ever get old. Surely, mm. I, mean, I don't know. No one repeats what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Except for my daughter when I'm telling her off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the after party then? So we've had, you've said your headliners, your support, where you're doing it, you're going on the Venga, no, you're not going on the Venga yeah, bus. But where's your after party? Where? Oh, God. I mean, if we if we were in Bristol, it'd have to be the lanes. Yeah. 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 Imagine bowling after a gig. There's nothing <laughs> like it. It's great. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's good. They didn't even make you wear the shoes. That's how cool they were. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think you have to wear the shoes now anyway. No, you don't. I'm sure you don't <laughs> have to yeah, now. Yeah, what was that about? Why did we have to wear special shoes? We used to mark the floors, uh, yeah, sure. didn't they? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, like black rubber soles. Right. We all, our sc- typical school shoes yeah. would mark the floor. They were great for playing football in, though, weren't yeah. they? Those shoes. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. Like especially. Pelty yeah. Roberto Carlos. <laughs> The ones, the ones with the big bars around the yeah. front. Yeah. Just like take like everything. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peace, love. <laughs> football? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're not getting onto football with Abby. She's a, uh, yeah, she's very... Can we not? No? No. Oh, okay, fine. We're not talking about football. Okay. It's banned. It's vetoed from Shut the podcast. Down, okay. It should be fine. We're in the Champions League now, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were fourth. I'll leave it there. Um, Copy that. Yeah. Although when I've done the podcast with Rob, he's a massive Liverpool fan. And uh, we record this usually on a Tuesday evening, as we are now. And uh, that's Champions League night, isn't it? So I've been, me and him have been trying to record. Just before recording, Rob's been like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so can we record now, please? So, yeah. Anyway, shout out. Obviously, Rob. Bournemouth now in the Premier League. So we're all pretty happy. <laughs> Hometown team. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like supporting someone like a team like Liverpool must get pretty boring. She's like, oh, you know you're going to do all right. Yeah, but they but they spent years not. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm on the other side of it. I'm a Man United fan, and I spent the, my childhood being like loving football, and now it's like I'm crying. Okay, I'm going through some dark days. Okay, well maybe it's just obviously because <laughs> our team is up and down and up and down. Yeah, you never, never know, know if you're coming or going. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Spurs, uh, Spurs, by the way. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> So we have gone through, um, obviously, your gig again. Would you like to reiterate the point for the viewers and the listeners? Yes. So we will be playing in Islington at the Hope and Anger 
Anger. <laughs> the Hope and Anchor on the 6th of August. Um, please go to our Instagram, find the link there. Um, our Instagram is at downtown underscore city underscore gardens. Uh, follow the link in our bio and you can buy tickets uh, for that venue. That, that'd be great. We'd love to see as many of you as possible. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and also, any supporting artists that might want to get involved, drop you guys a link as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we're looking for uh, somebody to play with us that night. Yeah, would so, you do, because yeah. you mentioned obviously you guys are trying to maximise your time with the venue and that would you be looking for one or two supports or uh, you know I, I don't I don't want to commit just a minute because no, no, no. we, 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 you mentioned about time constraints with the yeah, venue yeah. earlier and yeah, well, I don't yeah. know what hours are in terms of parameters but um, if it's one you'd definitely have a you know we'd be talking like a 40 minute set or something or 45 50 minute set something yeah. decent so yeah it's um, yeah let's say one <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Maybe I mean two. we had when we done our gig in Chelmsford we done 35 minute sets with 20 minute changeovers because it was the first one and we had yeah. four acts and I wasn't and it always goes sure. over <laughs> do you know what we actually got yeah the first one I think the first one went over and then everyone else sort of pulled it back in so we were alright but when we done our one on Thursday at South End we did 45 minute sets with 15 minute changeovers and we were quite lucky because you guys didn't have what <laughs> I think we started to it pretty well didn't we yeah we, yeah. Do, we, Good on you. Yeah, yeah. we did stick to it pretty well and also the changeovers weren't too weren't too drastic were they because you you guys had well you had your keys your laptop and yourself mm. and then Good Health Good Health had something similar it was only one, under one son who were like a they're a five piece band rock band so they obviously had a lot of gear to sort out, but mm. no, it went all right. All comes with the planning. And you've got a lot of equipment to set up. Yeah, yeah. it's like 16 yeah. channels of mess. Yeah, so like a, a sound man's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a good sound man. You said you've got a sound man? We we we, we have, but we, we don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, he, he hasn't worked with us before. Yeah. He comes with the venues. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. We, we, we know the Hope and Anger. <laughs> I keep saying anger. it. Don't look back in anger. Yeah. The Hope and Anger have uh, a good quality sound in, in general. Like, it sounds good there. It's a Good music venue, so I'm sure whoever they put behind the desk yeah. will be. They know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Right, Abby, have you got anything? Would you want to plug your socials? Oh, I should have set up a proper website before this, shouldn't I? Um, you can catch me on. <laughs> Do it my, now, quick. Most, most of the socials are a.b.violet. I've got the same situation as you where I've got punctuation in between every yeah. word. Um, but yeah, a.b.violet everywhere, all what, the socials. What about your latest EP? The latest EP, Equinox, is on Spotify and all other digital streaming platforms. Yeah, for that. that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, cool. I don't have anything to say, really. I mean. Well, that's good. It's a co-host on a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Um, yeah, if you want to go and follow us on Instagram, I'm Matt underscore Wary, but the main thing to go and support is unsignedmusic.uk. Also on the website, if you want to submit your music, unsignedmusic.uk as well, and be a part of our future events. Unsignedmusic.uk forward slash events. But I would like to say thank you very much for you guys coming in. It was a pleasure to have you. And uh, yeah, hopefully, well, we might even see you again before the 6th because we said about potentially coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Again, yeah, yeah. So sure. we shall see. But if not, we'll see you on the 6th. But thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you very much. We will see thank you, you on much. the next one. Uh, please subscribe and like. And uh, yeah, go and look at our Patreon as well. Exclusive content coming soon from our South End and our Chelmsford gigs. But we will see you next time. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary.